Let's imagine the not-too-distant future. You feel more in control of your photos than you ever have before. You look forward to the regular creative dates on your calendar. You're moving forward on that project that means so much to you. You are on fire with inspiration, and you are finally scrapbooking consistently. This is not a hypothetical, it's a real-life possibility. And for the first time, I've created a workshop specifically focused on the problem of consistency. It's called Sparked, and I'm excited to share it with you for free. Visit simplescrapper.com sparked to get access to the training and make this possibility your reality. First and foremost, this hobby is for me, me alone. If my little Valentina says when she's 18 or 21 or whenever it is that, you know, she moves out, that she doesn't want not one of these albums, that's okay. (laughs) I did it for me. You know, you were just the main character in these albums because, you know, I'm your mom and I love you so much. And this is my love language, you know, like I... I document, I capture her, I I snap a photo when, you know, she's reading a book, I snap a photo when she gives the dogs a hug, I snap a photo when she's eating dinner because, you know, I love the way her nose scrunches up. That, That I am an observer, you know, for her life, I'm her witness. Welcome to Scrapbook Your Way, the show that explores the breadth of ways to be a memory keeper today. I'm your host, Jennifer Wilson owner of Simple Scrapper, and author of The New Rules of Scrapbooking. This is episode 248. In this episode, I'm chatting with Ty Cortez about finding balance in this hobby when you love all the different ways to be a scrapbooker. Hey, Ty, welcome to Scrapbook Your Way. Hello. I am looking forward to our conversation today and getting to know you a bit better, but can you start by sharing just a little bit about yourself? Sure. Well, uh, thank you for having me. Uh, my full name's Taina, but everyone calls me Ty. It's easier to say and pronounce and remember. So Ty is usually my handle uh, for everything. And it's honestly my name I go by ever since college, to be honest. Um, I'm originally from New York, the Bronx, in fact, but I slowly ran away from winter and I went to undergrad school in Maryland. And now I live in Florida for the last 20 years. Um, I'm 42 years old. I'm a chiropractor by day, scrapbooker, memory keeper by night. (laughs) I have my husband of, gosh, eight years, but I've known him 20 years too as well. We we met in college. I'm a mom to a five-year-old and I have two dogs, a golden doodle black named Maui and a doxy named Moana. And I love memory keeping. And (laughs) I've been memory keeping for very long time. I think truly since high school, my favorite scrapbook is from a study abroad that I did like the first year, second year of college. And, and I took a break for, you know, graduate school. And then for the last like eight years, I've been scrapbooking nonstop. (laughs) I'm curious when you first started in high school, what did that look like? Uh, Way different than what I have right now. (laughs) Um, You know, and, and I say that because, you know, back then I used to like cut out all like the people's silhouette from my photos, you know, and just put it on pattern paper. Um, so the, the background was always chopped out. And similar though, what I've always done even then, you know, I would always keep in, 
you know, your movie tickets and your little pay stubs and the map to the museum you went to. So I always was sentimental in that regard. Uh, but the photos were always like cut out weird, you know, with the outlines. Or mm-hmm. I had a lot of the uh, paper punches back then, you know, with the like the crinkled edges or the scissors with the the decorative edges. Oh, every photo had a decorative, you know, scissor edging. It was it's hilarious to flip through them. <laughs> That is for sure. I have ones cut into hearts and stars, and they're all on this like neon colored cardstock. And <laughs> yep. yeah, <laughs> yep. And and back then, I don't think I had like um like alpha stickers. So all of my like titles and stuff were just printed like on you know white copy paper, and I just cut out the title, you know, and and slapped it on there with a the glue stick, probably. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I think many of us who've been scrapbooking for a while have our beginnings that look yeah. something like that started there. Yeah. And, and the one that I love the most with the study abroad one I had mentioned um, that one too, it's uh, I didn't cut out the people so much, but it's heavy on the, the paraphernalia, you know, like everything I, I was in Spain. So every like brochure and business card is it's almost like a, remember those smash books, it looks like yes. that. <laughs> oh, fun. That's so yeah. cool. It's just like where I was in Spain that that, that semester in college. It, it's great. <laughs> so Ty, what's exciting you right now? We love to ask our guests both about their scrapbooky things as well as what's going on in their lives. Uh, life stuff. Well, let's see. So my daughter started kindergarten and her school is truly less than a mile away. And she has a field trip coming up and I volunteered to chaperone said field trip. Um, they're going to see a musical at like a cultural arts center. And we already take Vale to uh, musicals as well. It's like one of our things. So she, I, I love that it's her first field trip and and it's that. And then I get to go because she's a little shy. And, and when it's a new situation and if she doesn't have me, I feel like she won't enjoy it as much. So I'm excited. It's like next Monday. So that's, that's something great. And I'm also doing the... Her school, you know, I'm on PTO, so I volunteer to do the trunk or treat with a bunch of other mommies to coordinate it. So that's also coming around the field trip time. So a lot of fall things. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Fun milestones for sure. Yes, it's good. And then scrapbooking wise, um, you know, it's our December dailies coming around the corner. I've done December daily for nine years, I want to say. And um, I do like the Ali Edward product. So that's going to be coming soon. So I'm excited about that project coming up in like a month or so. (laughs) Yes. I don't know. Sometimes I say though, that there are, you know, what is it? There's eight months in the year. There's January all the way through July, seven months. Right. And then there's December daily. (laughs) Yes. Oh, absolutely. (laughs) The first year I did December daily, you know, probably very simple, but now, oh my goodness. Like I even scour Joann's and Michael's and Hobby Lobby for any sort of extra little ribbon or sequence yes. or something to add to it. Oh, it, it's it's become a full-on thing. Like my husband knows, <laughs> you know, tries to give me a budget. I laugh at the budget. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that is so funny. Going back briefly to your kindergartner, do you happen to listen to the Planners and Wine podcast? 
No, but I do I need to? This sounds good. They both have kindergartners. And so they, they've been telling lots of different stories about that and carpool. And it's oh. just, it's it's entertaining. I'm, I'm My daughter's in seventh grade now, but I remember that season all too well. Yeah. Um, so they talk the a lot about like popular culture and then also planner things. Sometimes towards the beginning, sometimes towards the end. But that just that jogged my memory because that's something that they they mention often. So who is it again? Me. It's called Planners and Wine. Planners and Wine. Oh, perfect too. <laughs> yes. <laughs> exactly. No, it's been it's it's been funny too. Just like the parent pickup line. Oh, I could, I have I could rant about that. You know. <laughs> Yes, yes, yes. The fight to get her up. And and it's kind of a dress code for her school. So she has to just wear solid polos and uh, solid shorts. Um, But they get to wear the spirit t-shirt as an alternate. And man, she is still fighting me on wearing the darn polos because she says that they're itching where the buttons are at, you know, and we're two months into school and I still haven't had her wear one polo. Hey, my kids still won't wear jeans because she doesn't like how they feel. So, yeah, I guess you know they—they they are their personalities, and I have to embrace this. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> so, Ty, what's on your scrapbooking bucket list? So, this is one story that you know you want to capture, but for some reason you haven't yet. You know, I was thinking about this, and and I and I think maybe not one story, but like a section of life. I feel Mm -hmm. like I need to start documenting some of those hard days. You know what I mean? Like the, the tantrums that she sort of has recently and, and I've been battling this too. And what kind of consequence or punishment goes along with misbehavior? Um, You know, when we, even for her, she's a picky eater and the, the daily fight to have her eat a, a variety of foods or even the same foods is just an everyday thing. And I feel like those stories are sort of missing in my wonderful uh, scrapbookers, scrapbooking pages, uh, simply because, you know, we, we have all these happy moments, these highlights, and I love them. And obviously I scrap so much, but the in-between stuff, you know, the hard days yes, yes. that are never documented, because don't get me wrong, I don't think I'll have a picture, you know, of said tantrum or a difficult night of feeding her uh, but at least the journaling card or something that goes in between the happy photos, because I feel like that's the stuff, like even if my mom would have done, you know, documenting the context, like, was I a difficult kid, mom? Was, <laughs> was I a good leader? <laughs> like, I don't know even for myself, because mm-hmm. I'm like the first memory keeper in my family. Um, you know, she just gave me, I inherited box shoe boxes of photos from my childhood. But I think if we were to look back on it, like Valentina looking back on these, I feel like those stories in between need to be there. And and so it's like my, on my bucket list to document some of these hard things, even lately too, we're, we're trying to potty train her the last bit of like overnights. So you don't put her in pull-ups. And let me tell you, I've done sheet laundry like every day this week, you know, <laughs> but it's like the season of the life, you know, this story should go before all the fun, you know, Halloween costume photos in my album. <laughs> well, and that's, that's the reality of it for sure. So for our conversation today, I was looking at your Instagram and trying to, I don't know, get you without having known you yet. And I noticed that you love a lot of different things. Um, <laughs> 
there's not just one type of project, one style of scrapbooking that you use. And I would I would consider your style very wide ranging from very minimal to very not at all minimal. <laughs> and so how would you describe your kind of overall aesthetic preferences in scrapbooking? I, I know my Instagram, it's, 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 uh, not to say a facade, I guess, I guess it is. I, I do. I dabble in a, a lot because I think for me, I'm still trying to always hang on to what was first for my scrapbooking, which is my home is 12 by 12 layouts. And okay. I always love the 12 by 12 layouts because it's the most creative slash artistic for me. And I, and I love playing with the physical product. Um, I do believe when I became a mom, so my daughter's five, um, I, when my, my pregnancy was awful and I almost stopped for the lack of better words, you know, like stop scrapbooking. Cause I felt like I was sick and I didn't have time. And that first year of motherhood definitely took away some of said time. And, and then I just needed to go smaller, you know, to stay current. So I then started doing like six by eight and like notebook scrapbooking, I would almost call it when you use like the Heidi Swap storyline chapters or traveler's notebooks are quite common because the scale came down. And so I found my groove with that size and version, still loving 12 by 12, but knowing that I didn't always have an hour or two to dedicate to just one layout. And it was more for me to get those stories told and not forget that I went sort of smaller in nature. And that's, I guess, where I'm more today, where I definitely still love my 12 by 12s and I do find time for them when I can. But when I'm telling more of the story, like more words and can keep it minimal with like a great photo or two, that's when I find myself leaning towards the six by eight because it is a little bit more minimum. So to stay current, my formula is minimal for the bigger, larger stories because I can keep the photo with one or two. And if I have a pocket of time, like once she goes to bed per se, I can dedicate to playing with the silhouette and a cut file and backing the cut file and, and fussy cutting some embellishments out and really making it a pretty layout creatively for me. So I, I like to say I, I just, I guess, have the time to do both when possible. <laughs> yes, no, it's kind of best of both worlds for sure. What about colors and patterns and motifs? What do you gravitate towards? I feel like I'm definitely a colorful person. If it's colorful, I am all for it. Um, I do stay away from the neutrals, but you know what? I'm learning to embrace the neutrals lately, I feel. I mean, even like say in, in your own personal wardrobe, what we wear, but you know, before I would always want leopard print. Um, but now I find, well, let's just get, you know, the, the classic white tee on. <laughs> so, <Yeah>. so, <laughs> so I feel colorful always. And then if there's a flower involved, ooh, I will throw any embellishment that has a flower in the collection on it and I will use it over and over. I do enjoy a nice, big, bold title uh, is usually my aesthetic. And I think also like all my layouts will always have a title. <laughs> I think it just gives it kind of a, a theme um, so that it, even if someone doesn't, you know, it, that's looking around, it isn't reading uh, the story per se. They definitely can say, you know, if it says, you know, uh, autumn leaves and, you know, it's, you know, seasonally what what's going on there. So definitely colorful, floral, and nice titles are. Now, great. do you Most like my... to fussy cut 
flowers yeah. out of papers. <laughs> All the time. It's it for me. I do it at night too while while listening to an audiobook book or a podcast. It's like a relaxing thing for me. And and those that fussy cut understand you're either team fussy cut or you're not team fussy cut. You know? <laughs> and it's 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 definitely for me a relaxing activity. It has grown on me over time. I don't like to do it all the time, but sometimes I'm like, you know what? This is the best choice for me in this moment. And it is very like relaxing and repetitive. Okay, and then there's always like the paper mess, you know, with the little bits that yes. land on your carpet. Yeah. And that's forever oh my gosh. on your feet. <laughs> you know, I have, there's <laughs> between my craft room and the cats coming in here and dragging paper all over and the fact that our cats love to play with paper balls there's just like paper everywhere in our house <laughs> yep that's the same even like with glitter you know during like the holiday season like oh, glitter is on your carpets and in your hair for for weeks after christmas and holidays i had a, a glitter embossing powder incident recently <laughs> and um i was trying to go like really thick but not realizing when I turned on the heat gun, it was going to blow it all well, everywhere. Oh, yes. And have you ever left your like ceiling fan on when you've done that too in the beginning? Oh, oh it already gosh. initially blows it everywhere. <laughs> yes. Oh, my gosh. Now, I wanted to go back to one point you, you were talking about with our our wardrobes and, and choosing those neutrals and basics. And I think this goes with so many different areas of our life is wow. that – when we do that, it almost provides an invitation for more color and creativity elsewhere. It's like almost like kind of grounding yourself in like a simple base so yeah. that you can maybe choose the crazy accessory later or feel like you can bring more color in elsewhere. I don't know. It's just something that I've been thinking a lot about too. No, absolutely. And I, I think that goes along with, with how I said, like, if I get like, so my six by eight per se, I get like, usually my, my formula lately is like one big full page photo on, on a six by eight. And then the other side is a pocket page. But on that six by eight full page photo, I feel like that's your base, right? That's what is the base for it. And then on that, I can embellish it with a big, bold title or a big, bold cluster because it's only going to be the one. It's going to be striking on its own. And and that's all it needs, you know, and that's all it needs. A, a little something, a little pop, a little, <laughs> a little cluster of something. Yes, yes, yes. Now, am I recalling that you also do a little memory planning too? I do. So when I first, so like I said about becoming a mom, I think that's always like a pivotal thing for many of us, uh, you know, mother scrapbookers, you know, when I, when you have a newborn, like time is limited. And that first year, so 2018, I did memory planning as like my priority, um, and I love them. I actually have done memory planning for about five years. I have five completed ones. And I will only say maybe this year I've strayed away from it because I think I got such a nice groove going on with six by eight storytelling that I felt it was a little uh, redundant. But man, my memory planner is chock full of memories from that newborn year because I didn't concentrate you know, on doing 12 by 12s when you have a newborn, but I printed smaller photos and wrote day-to-day -day stuff, you know, the troubles with breastfeeding or Valentina slept through the night kind of moments or the cute little, you know, uh, baby talk that she has are all in those on a weekly spread. I did use the happy planner for all of these um, as well. And it, it's good. It's a good start place, I feel, for like new moms or 
just, yeah, new moms in general, if you want to do some sort of memory planning and memory keeping, that a planner is sort of that little beacon for, or was a beacon for me to write every once in a while. You know, I kept it in the nursery and whenever something was doing when she was napping, I would jot something down. And if I took a picture later on, I would paste it in there. And it was easy to keep up with and easy to stay current, in in my opinion, with just having one, you know, two page spread for the whole week. And it told the stories that I needed to. And I've kept it up for five years. Um, And I love those. I love those out of my shelf. (laughs) You know, one thing popped into my mind as you were saying that is imagine if we had the supplies that we have now back when you were doing study abroad because Uh, that would be a perfect approach for someone who is spending time away and wants to capture things but not in a complicated method exactly and that's what it was for me that's what 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 that project filled for me during that time and that's so true and the thing is though even for now like truly the happy planner is supposed to be a truly like functional planner um, but I took it as, well, I'm going to sticker it up and use different color inks and add little photos and um, not use it for functional planning. <laughs> I'm going to keep all my memories in here. And it, it, it was great. And I do, I think I always recommend, because I have friends, even in family that are just like, you do so much memory keeping. How do you do it? Or where should I start if I want to do something? And I think I always lead to a planner. And I always just say, just start with today's stories. Don't try to go back and catch up on five years of stuff. Just start with today and go from there. And if you have time to go back, go back, but just start, you know, just start. (laughs) It's so important because sometimes it can feel intimidating if you're, you're new to it or you haven't been um, scrapbooking or crafting in a long time. And maybe things are just a lot different than they used to be. (laughs) Um, you know, we have this whole kind of vocabulary around what we do too. It can be intimidating sometimes. Yeah, we are slinging lingo around like crazy, <laughs> and sometimes I have to remember that not everyone, you know, knows all of the words, and we have to um, make sure we're being inclusive yeah. and welcoming to newcomers too. Even the same, because um, I would say like my next go-to after I was doing memory planning is how I found Project Life because I still do a twelve by twelve Project Life, and even when you say that to someone that doesn't understand, they're like, and and what's Project Life, you know, and I'm trying to explain, oh, it's the pocket page system where you just, you know, can print your photos four by six wise and get a page and you just can keep it real simple and print the photos and add them into pockets and no muss, no fuss. And, and even that terminology is is foreign for those that aren't in the creative world with us. <laughs> so are you doing a 12 by 12 Project Life simultaneously with the memory planner? I I actually do. And I know that also seems sort of redundant, but I feel like, and actually, you know, that's true. So I do do 12 by 12 project life. I don't ever photograph it though. You know, even for my Instagram feed, it's, I do it monthly. So the pressure of weekly, which I guess where the project first was intended to be, that pressure was too much for me. So I just do it as a monthly approach and my system for it is just to kind of have a, fo- a folder on my phone of my favorites, you know, my favorite photos. And I'll do the three by four vertical cards as well as the horizontal. And I just send them to print or I print them here. And then I just kind of plop them in the pages and then have subscribed to enough kits and stuff or scrapbooking paper that I have. Well, I'll just cut pattern paper into it. 
So um, the point is, is that I feel like my project life is very photo heavy without the words. And that's where my six by eight still comes in because I will journal a lot more on those layouts than in project life. Project life is kind of like putting a label sticker and just doing who, what, when, why (laughs) real quick. Okay. So it's almost like the way we used to treat photo albums, but with a little bit of, you know, added creative touch to it. Yes. Yes. Now, does what you document in your memory planner inform your choices for the project life? Uh, I don't think it's redundant. I just, I, I don't. That seems uh, stressful to me personally. Yeah, right, because it seems like I'm doing three at the same time. Well, no, see, and that's why I say I think my memory planner has fallen to the wayside since summer. So like May, June, and July, I really haven't used my memory planner, I hate to admit, um, because I think with Project Life, I think I've done, you know, a sentence here or there on the photos that get put into there. But like six by eight and my 12 by 12 that I spend time on, I just have a little bit more of the words put into it. So so you can look at either. So I feel like if I had a guest over, like if it's just my mom, she just wants to see like all the happy times, like the highlight reel. That's when for me, I think Project Life comes into play because I print like the favorites where the six by eight is more of the stories, like how I was feeling. If, you know, what emotion did it bring? Um, I feel like, you know, and with that, I almost want to get better at creative writing because sometimes I feel like I don't get the the emotional element all the time. So I'm working on that. But six by eight is more for the big photos and longer journaling. If you ever want to sit down and, and like read a memoir, read, you know, take my six by eight album out. If you want to see highlight reel, look through my 12 by 12 project life. <laughs> and and how does one little word fit into all that? So one little word, um, this year, it's my first year that I would say I have uh, ventured into having a separate six by eight album for it. Mm-hmm. I've tried it in the past, like in a notebook or here and there. And it's been a project I've dropped, you know, I'll be honest. But one little word right now, I think has been more for me. Sometimes I think as the memory keeper of the family, most would agree that sometimes we forget to put ourselves into the story, you know, or even us ourselves into the photo. I'm always documenting my husband and my dogs and my daughter. And one little word has been that like inclusive little project where it's just me, how I'm feeling, what's going on? Am I struggling? Do I got it together? Am I stressed out? (laughs) Mm-hmm. And that longer journaling on my own self and how I'm doing and what I'm feeling is in that album more. And also because I've gotten used to in that project recently, taking more selfies as, as that might sound selfish, but <laughs> to not at all to, to see myself. Cause again, like I find sometimes I'm probably not always aware that I don't put myself in the photo with my family cause I'm taking said photo. Uh, mm-hmm. So in that one little word project, my word this year has been balance where for me, I'm just trying to get uh, overall like better habits in, in different, you know, chapters of life, like health and wellness, you know, uh, self-care, motherhood and my professional life. And sometimes some of them struggle. So with the word balance, I'm just trying to be aware that I'm let, you know, neglecting some areas. And usually, let's be honest, us mothers, it's usually self-care, mental health. <laughs> mm, yes. <laughs> and to be aware of it. So I think that's where that project has come in for me is, is more of checking in with myself. 
and and I can appreciate it has it has a value on my shelf as a project that I I show up for monthly. <laughs> I'm I'm perceiving that you have a very kind of uh, you give yourself a lot of permission to say I'm I'm contributing what I can to the format that makes sense for the time and interest I have right now and if I have to let things go that's okay is that accurate absolutely and I think I think us as scrapbookers memory keepers. We, we have to do that. I think sometimes we are. We're so inspired. You know, I, I share on face on, on YouTube and, and Instagram to inspire others. Like, look what I did with said collection or look how I documented such and such. And, and so I, too, I get inspired by everyone else that posts, too. So you want to try it all. At least that's how I look at it. I want to do that. I want to do that. And you have great intentions. We all do. We have great intentions. I'm going to do those extra projects. But for some, for some of them, I have let them go because either A, maybe too much time consumption um, because I still hold priority to the ones I've mentioned, you know, the 12 by 12, my 12 by 12 layouts and my six by eight. So if, if I could spend my time doing that, I will. So similarly, um, I did like a, I've tried to do multiple years, like a reading journal for all the books I read. And I find that I don't, I don't like I do want to recommend books and I do remember and I have a list. But as far as making a spread in said journal and the ratings and writing down quotes and a synopsis, that was too much extra for me at this chapter of my life, the season of my life, where I'd rather just have an ongoing list with my ratings. And so that project has sort of fallen to the wayside. And similarly with the the memory planner, like I said, since like May, June, July, it's been vacant. Um, simply because I think I reflected and like I, I use the word like redundant because I always tried in my memory planner, I try to give myself a rule because obviously I take tons of photos. And if I print one photo for Project Life or six by eight, Ty, try to use those alternates or some of those other viewpoints or angles that I took of a photo or of something that we were doing and use those the other ones on the camera roll for memory planner. And so I just felt like those stories got a little bit repetitive, even though I was trying to use different photos from similar events. And so that's also one that I let go, to, you know, just the season of life because I've gotten in such a groove with six by eight truly for the last like year, year and a half. It's been it's been a fun size for me this year. So the, the memory planner has dropped off the 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 list of projects that I uh, show up for uh, repeatedly. <laughs> Now, what have your experiences this year with kind of thinking about your suite of projects and having, you know, an ebb and flow of excitement and commitment to something? How is that informing what you're thinking about for the future, next year, et cetera? Yeah, you know, my approach, I'd always, I think when when I look at, say, you know, your your time limits, I think, is always, to be honest, like, do I have enough time to do all of these projects or commitments and such? Because I truly think like if I can project plan and then if my daughter goes to sleep on time and have those last two hours of awakeness at night, if I can crank them out, then great, you know. Uh, but if if that doesn't happen and I don't get to a crafting session at night, it's harder to do these commitments. So similarly, um, I'm on a few design teams and when you're on a design team, you know, sometimes they ask for two or four projects a month. So I make sure to give those, 
you know, the adequate amount of time to showcase, you know, the collection and stuff. And I think that's why I also, you know, maybe keep my storytelling for the six by eight, a little bit more of a minimal approach because I do like to stay current. I keep that in mind too, because if I fall too far behind, not that I won't get to it, but my memory stinks, you know, and I'll forget yes. those details. <laughs> so it gets worse every year, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah, exactly. So I do feel like staying current is 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 important over over a lot of the other things. So I might let go maybe an overcomplicated layout in order to still get it done and move along. <laughs> you have a yeah, you have a really good point there because uh, we always think, oh, I'm going to treasure this forever. And that happens when we scrapbook those stories, not because we've been able to remember all of them. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, not not to say regretfully, but I do like two projects. There's a little caveat, like a two projects that I definitely need to like kind of make time for is I want to do like Halloween through the years. Right. Because I always mm. try to get her a fun Halloween costume and they are in my albums. But I just want one place. I want one place, six by eight, preferably the size where I just, you know, label it uh, with um, the year and like what her costume was that year and a few highlights of trick-or-treating. And then the next page is just the following year, just so that there's one book where all of her costumes she can see, like when she turns 18, if she wants to flip through one book and see all her Halloween costumes, I have it. So I want to create that. And similarly, like a birthday one, you know, the same kind of thing, like her picture, what she looked like at one years old, two, three, and just have a birthday album and a Halloween album, all concise. <laughs> I, oh, let me find it, figure out. Okay, let's see. We're recording this in early October. And by the time your episode comes out, I will have one um, from Kat Benjamin. And she does this 52 favorites project. And she's doing it in a smaller size. She's doing it in four by four. But she uses this like amazing repetitive style where she finds all of her like word and phrase stickers uh-huh. in like a specific color scheme and puts them down the side of the page. Um, when we're done here, I will send you the link and I'll also okay. include it in the show notes for this episode. But it seems like that would be a an amazing format for these two projects that you just mentioned. And of yeah. like visually striking, but using repetition so it's easier. Exactly, exactly. Because I feel like, like I said, like we have the pitch, I have the pictures. I take the photo of like said, you know, like her birthday, um, but just to have them all together, one book. So, you know, say when she gets older, she may not want to inherit, you know, the the 25 mm. albums that I may have when she's 18. <laughs> yes. But if she wanted to pick and choose just like a few of her favorites, maybe those are the two that she would want to like, you know, trek along with her to college or something and just kind of flip through nostalgically. <laughs> Yeah, that's definitely one of the hardest things is is um, embracing that uh, your people, whoever your people are, may want some of your stuff, but not all of it. And how do you kind of curate that for them so that those the best stories, the most important ones, the life lessons that you want to share are, you know, most visible and, and most uh takeable to somewhere else, I guess. Yeah, no. You know, and I think about that, but don't get me wrong. I think truly though, let's be like, for, for first and foremost, this hobby is for me, me alone. Yes. If my little Valentina says when she's 18 or 21 or whenever it is that, she, you know, she moves out, that she doesn't want not one of these albums, that's okay. <laughs> 
I did it for me. You know, you were just the main character in these albums because, you know, I'm your mom and I love you so much. And this is my love language, you know, like I, I document, I capture her. I, I snap a photo when, you know, she's reading a book. I snap a photo when she gives the dogs a hug. I snap a photo when she's eating dinner because, you know, I love the way her nose scrunches up. That, that I am an observer, you know, for her life. I'm her witness. And if she graduates and she says, mom, these are so embarrassing. I don't want any of these albums. That's okay. But exactly. But if you want to take one or two, there's like a section on the shelf. You can only take these. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and I kind of, and I'm doing that lately too. I've been using one insert notebook from Heidi Swap Chapters for, I call them my school year, my school year inserts. So I have one for pre-K last year. I have one now for kindergarten. And if I keep the tradition alive, one little notebook for school highlights. And if she wants to maybe take that series, she can. she's welcome to that. But if she doesn't want to take the rest, I'm okay with that. <laughs> yes, that's, I mean, one of many things we have to kind of accept and, and work through our own feelings about. Uh, but yeah, I'm so glad you underscored that, you know, we're choosing to do this hobby because it makes us feel good. It helps us like be connected to our gratitude. You know, it's fun. It helps us connect with others who have similar ideas. Yeah. And if someone wants to appreciate that someday, you know, we hope they will. Yeah. And, and, and what's funny too, it almost becomes, you know, especially for the sentimental aspect, like a, a family project, like I will, yes. you know, my husband too, he knows. And truly at this point too, my five-year-old kind of knows not that I keep every single little bit of stuff, but they already know it's kind of like this on, ongoing thing, like, you know, uh, for like business cards or, you know, um, holiday cards and birth. I keep that stuff, you know, ticket stubs. Nope. Don't throw them away. Mommy needs them. <laughs> yes. No, my family is the same way. They're always like bringing me things and, and I don't use a ton of memorabilia like during like December daily or those types of albums I'll maybe create a little pocket to put them all in but I'm typically not including it as part of a page but I am constantly receiving things of like mommy I thought you might want to scrapbook this or even my husband like go on a trip and bring back things for me and (laughs) yeah even like right now she had like something from like the happy meal box and and it was just like the corner title and she literally she just offered it she was like would you like to keep this mommy (laughs) I love it. I love and it. I'm like, you know what? Yes, I would. Cause you brought it to me. And sometimes I do have a little bit of like a smash book where I'll just plunk those things in with a little blurb. Like this is a happy meal, 2023. <laughs> uh, because yes. sometimes it's cute. I, I, at least I find it. Some people might think I'm a little too much with it, but even in high school, I remember even moving out, you know, you keep shoe boxes. I kept shoe boxes full of that stuff. Um, you know, old boyfriend letters when we folded them up looking like those little like triangle things, yes. you know, when we pass notes. Oh, class. yeah. I still have those and they're still folded. Yes, and, I do too. Uh, and they're like in yeah. a tin can. And I found a box of them the other day and I sat on the garage floor reading some of these. They're hilarious. They're hilarious. Oh. The things that were important, yes. you know, like sitting next to me at lunch, Rebecca, you know. <laughs> Yes. Oh my gosh. This, yeah, I did. I recently went through a large box and tried to condense it into a much smaller box and it was hard to let go of some of those things, but um, it was nice to just sit and kind of reminisce in in that time period. Yeah. And I even have like old, like holiday cards, you know, and, and those that would write like what they gave me, like, I hope you enjoy that necklace that I gifted you. And I, I just, I just like it because if I don't have a photo, I still have that card and I remembered it. You know, I can go back to be yes. like, oh yeah, my roommate did give me that necklace. I wonder when I lost it. 
<laughs> and that's what it is. Cause I do wish sometimes too, like I mentioned my mom, uh, you know, when they were moving, uh, they, they live close to me now, but when they were moving from their, my childhood home to come down here from New York, all I got was just boxes of photos. You know, there was, there was no books there. You're, some of them were in albums and there's in, in stuff. And for my little sentimental heart, I was like looking at my mom, like just so mad. I was like, you know, there's no context to any of this. We don't even know where we were in these photos. <laughs> and I looked at her like, how come you don't, you didn't memory keep like I do. <laughs> And she just looked at me. She was like, what is that? You know, Miha, what, what are you talking about memory key? I have the photos. Take the photos. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I'm like, but I don't know how you were feeling. I don't know where we were. How old was I in this photo? You know, like. <laughs> so one topic kind of shifting gears here that I wanted to make sure we covered is that you actually do a lot of hybrid work to create your pages and projects. Um, but someone like looking at your Instagram quickly might not realize that at all. So I'm curious, what do you want more people, our listeners, to know about the digital products that are available today and how traditional scrapbookers use them? You know, for me, with the digital aspect, I guess the best part is always you can reprint your favorite pattern paper over and over again, or you can reuse certain elements more than once is is the like beauty behind a printables and and digital products because you can use a title you like on a photo you know over and over again especially when you're kind of cultivating your style or keeping up with a, a formula that will help you stay current and consistent I think that helps a lot when you're using digital products it also lets you have I almost feel too, you know, you have more products, you know, cause they're, they're a little bit less, you know, they're less expensive than buying the physical all the time. So you could buy, you know, a couple of different kits or collections digitally, print them as you need them and use them over and over again. So there's, there's beauty in that because sometimes let's be honest, we buy a paper pad, say, you know, for me, like a Maggie Holmes paper pad, and you only get one of a pattern paper. Well, man, that's where my hoarding comes in. I don't want to use that beautiful floral paper yet until I have the perfect layout. And and then, but if I had the digital, I could use it over and over again. So, so there is that, that luxury for, for digital and hybrid is because, Hey, if you like that pattern paper and you want to use it on five projects, print it five times. Yes. <laughs> that is the awesomeness. <laughs> You know, I had to start going to single sheets so that I could have one to use as is and what, or to cut into, you know, rectangles or whatever, and one to fussy cut. So. Absolutely. Exactly. It's when we buy multiples, hence we spend more money. Yes. Yes. <laughs> and I'm still guilty of it because let's be honest, like December daily, man, any, any collection that has a floral, I, I do. And that's automatically what I do now as well is put two in the cart. One, one that I'll cut up and one that I may hoard. Mm-hmm. <laughs> They're so beautiful. There's, I mean, there will always be more beautiful things, but um, I think, I don't know, something about the accessibility of design today, I feel like it's almost uh, like the embarrassment of riches type of thing. Like even whether it's a scrapbook store or going to Hobby Lobby, I'm like, everything is so pretty. I can never make any decisions. I know. And that's the thing, like we said too, like if we ever had the products we have today available, like when we were in high high school, um, you know, my mom would probably, you know, I would probably get a part-time job sooner in high school, you know, (laughs) because I would want to buy all the things and not have to ask my mom for, you know, $20 every Friday uh, to go to the craft store. (laughs) Uh, 
thankfully I'm a young professional and I don't, I can buy what I want. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> because man, it, it is true. And I, I always feel like I said about the budget, like I always try to be good, but it's like, mm, I want three sheets of that though. <laughs> well, and December daily seems to always, uh, burst the budget too. Oh, absolutely. And even for like, when we say like we learned our style, like, so before too, like even probably I would say even like two or three years ago, say a collection came out, I would buy the papers, one of each. I would buy the one ephemera pack and the one uh, alpha with it and, and try to make as much as possible. But now, but now there's I like live, four or five ephemera packs for yeah. Or for me, what I've realized is like, Ty, you know, you love the florals. So go ahead and buy three of those ephemera packs. <laughs> Yes, <laughs> because I'm going to add the floral to like everything I make with the collection. But that's just kind of learning your style, you know, because buying one does nothing for me. <laughs> no, that is very true. And to really pay attention to like, what do you keep using up? And for me, it's well, it's it's florals and leaves and botanicals, anything kind of organic shaped that I can tuck behind something. Yeah. Um, those are all gone. And I have lots of like weird like deers yeah, and hedgehogs and stuff ones, left yeah, in my drawer. Yeah, the big oddball ones. Like all the time when anytime it includes like a car, a van, or a bike, I find those pieces very hard to use. Yes. <laughs> For me. 100%. But yes, if a floral bit is there. And, and what I also think, I, I've bought a lot more like die cuts of, you know, like leaves and florals because I can then cut up the pattern paper and use it or just to have more leaves. Exactly. Like a leaf. I'll throw leaves on everything. Yes. <laughs> So nice. So Ty, you've been on YouTube for eight years. Um, that is that how long you've been married? Uh, uh, just about. Yep. Yep. Because when okay, I moved okay. over here, yeah. Uh, it's <laughs> and I noticed like, yeah, yeah, that your your style though, even though you're using different products, there is a certain degree of like consistency and like use of mixed media color. What, why do you continue to create content for others? Like what keeps you going with YouTube and what are you hoping to do more of uh, in the new year? You know, for YouTube, I think let's, you know, a lot of us, when we start YouTube, you just like cross your fingers that a few people will like it and and a few people Mm -hmm. will watch. (laughs) And for me, YouTube, when I first started was exactly that. Like you first start out with very low expectations. Um, But it helps you build a community. Because uh, for me too, in real life, I don't have anyone that lives in West Palm Beach, Florida that scrapbooks with me. So I have to connect online. I have to meet, um, you know, <clears throat> simple, like s- similar to you, like other states that are there, but we share this hobby. So when I post on YouTube, I love the comments that come on there. I love that I encourage everyone to visit me more on the Instagram because I can be a little bit more interactive there rather than just a comment. And and I love that. I love when a subscriber or just a friend, you know, scrap lifts me or uh, says that I inspired them to try said technique with mixed media or they did learn something. That is why I, I keep it going because, you know, YouTube, you, you do it for the love of it, you know, because some of it does take time. You, you film, you edit, you do a voiceover, you upload. That's all a process. And I still do it. Uh, but because but, I love it, I, it's still part of this hobby that I love. And I like to inspire others, just like I had I mentioned, like everyone inspires me. It's and it builds community there. Don't get me wrong. And I feel like, you know, what I have to do next is you know, have, have like a Facebook group or something where I can get a little bit more involved with some subscribers and answer more questions. I've also thought of 
perhaps offering like a class, a mini class or having, cause I know YouTube actually offers like membership stuff, kind of mm-hmm. similar, like a Patreon, uh, platform as well, where, you know, you paid a little bit to subscribe, but you'll get like extra content from me just to build that intimacy and have a, a community. Because I, like I said, I love when even on Instagram, they'll reach out and, and, you know, some of my subscribers similarly were like, did you get anything? What did you get from Allie Edwards tie, you know, from the December daily release? And I'm chit chatting with them and there that's fun for me. Cause, cause like I said, there's no bestie across the street that I can scrapbook with. So all my besties are online. <laughs> yes. Yes. That's what I love about our online community about, uh, talking to uh, scrapbookers like you on the podcast and yeah. being able to to connect with people all over the world yeah. about this hobby that we share. It's so true. Without and that, that, I guess too thankful for the internet because once again, we say if it was in high school, we we didn't have internet friends. <laughs> it wasn't there yet. So you know, my sister had to scrapbook with me when I was in high school, and she doesn't anymore. But you know, I made her when we were in our bedrooms together. <laughs> Oh, that's so funny. Yeah. So Ty, can you share all the places we can find you online and anything else like you already have planned for the end of this year or the beginning of next? No, Yeah, for planning, uh, the content is, you know, on my YouTube, I do always anything I post on my Instagram, which is moments to memories dot by Ty. And it's the same on YouTube. So moments to memories by Ty. I kept them the same or similar. Uh, the projects you see on Instagram, I usually do have a process video on my YouTube channel. So I always like to link those together when I do post, but sometimes I'll be honest, I'm a little behind on editing. So my Instagram is usually um, the most current uh, with what I've created so far. And the YouTube video is just around the corner. So I do love both of those. And I'm just looking forward because December daily will be, you know, I'll have some foundation pages. And my daily storytelling for that project. And until then, it's, you know, still like the, like I said, day to day stories for my six by eight, my 12 by 12. I currently am on two design teams. So I do like to show off their products that I've been sent. So that, you know, always helps to get inspiration in case someone's, you know, in, um, thinking about buying the collection. You know, you can see a few inspirational projects and get those creative juices flowing. So I do, we'll we'll be posting some design team work on my feed as well. And those, yeah, those are the two main ones. Facebook, I'm there, but I'm not as active there. If you want to find me, it's usually Instagram or YouTube for sure. Sounds good. We will include the links to those in our show notes for this episode. Thank you, Ty, for spending time with me. Thank you so much, Jennifer, for having me. And to all of our listeners, please remember that you have permission to scrapbook your way.